The following sermon was preached at Tower View Baptist Church. We are a gospel-centered, relationship-driven church that exists to know, grow in, share, and serve Jesus Christ. We do all this for the glory of God. For more about us, please check out our website at www.towerviewkc.com. Why, hello, my name is Darren, and you back there socially distant are... I guess I'm Nelson. You're Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, he doesn't know who he is. Maybe you can help him out. We're here today with Ask the Pastors, Bible Questions Asked and Answered. And we had a couple questions today. You can probably see those on the screen below. Uh, We try to do this every week. We've been testing our sound system, working out the ghosts for what it's worth left on those things. So welcome. We're from Tower View Baptist Church. You can see at the bottom of your screen information about us, towerviewkc.com. We are located in Kansas City, Missouri, in the heartland of the nation, uh, just by the Worlds of Fun Entertainment Area. And so we are here uh, just to answer some Bible questions. These have come in. One came through the chat last week, I think, and the other one, I don't remember. I think uh, Miss Linda asked the second question. So, hey, if you're joining us, Darren, this is Nelson. We're just going to dive right in. These are pretty straightforward. So we pretty much answered the first one last week, but it's more specific to this week. So Nelson, Pastor Nelson, what do we do with Ghost? Woo! Um, well, it's a very popular movie. It, it, was, it was a popular movie 30 years ago. Pastor. Well, yeah, well, you were you were a kid back then, I think. I wasn't alive. Um, so. so the disciples believed in ghosts. They thought Jesus was a ghost when he showed up. When he, Where was that at exactly? Um, after his resurrection, they were all hunkered down in the upper room. Yes. And Jesus showed up because the doors were locked, and he showed up inside, and they thought they were seeing a ghost. And also while he was walking on the water, right? Uh, they thought walking he was a ghost too. I just yeah. thought of that. Yeah, walking on the water. So are so the disciples believe in ghosts? And a lot of people today believe in ghosts too, I think. I think that's a pretty, I mean, most people, if you said, have you seen the ghost or something like it? Most people would probably say, yeah, I have. And, yeah, and probably 99%, and no scientific number, of all ghost sightings are either hallucinations or frauds or misrepresenting what you saw. Yes. So, or but could there be ghosts? I don't dismiss the the idea that there could be a ghost out there, or some sort of spirit thing out there. Yes, there's a spirit word out there. There's angels. There's demons. I was gonna say I would label it. Yeah, I'd label it more demonic. And so, more than likely. Then the question becomes: Can demons manifest themselves? Can they appear in such a way as to make themselves uh, sure? I mean, they inhabited a pigs. There's all sorts of things in the scriptures that demons can do. So it's not unusual for people to say they see ghosts and people see things. I mean, there's no doubt people see things, whether hallucinated or real, but uh, what are they seeing in those in those cliffs where there's clearly something in the frame that's not normal? Is it lighting? Is it something? Uh, we can't throw out the possibility demons are at work because their job uh, we can talk more about this, but their job is to distract us, detract us from God and his word. And so if we're more fascinated with that than we are with this, yeah. you know. Their goal is to deceive. Their goal is to deceive, yeah. So do ghosts, do ghost hunters actually find ghosts, Pastor Nelson? Probably most of the time, no. 
<laughs> I know every time I've watched a ghost hunter show, they ever never actually find anything. Right. So <laughs> yes, and, and they set up all these things, and they never really ever find anything. And you know, and, and most you know, the most credible descriptions I ever have has never been a picture or a video. It's always been somebody's description of some unexplained phenomenon, some unexplained appearance, apparition. Sure. But it's always personal testimony that I've seen. You know, I I actually have a photo from when the so many years ago they had the Titanic exhibit come to Kansas City. Yes, and I I, I went there and actually I went there with the army escorting some kids going through there. And at the very end, you take a photo, and behind you they put in the photo a ghost like a picture of somebody from the Titanic, like the mm. captain yeah. or somebody else on the Titanic. And so it looks like there's a ghost standing behind you in the photo. But it was an edited photo. But it was, yeah, it was just photoshopped. Yeah. Robert, I think you're right. Robert Abens, the local professor, just said it. It has to be demons. Yeah, Robert, I think you're right. I mean, it, you know, what do you do with people who say they see, for instance, you know, it's very common for, you know, people to go to a place where a murder happened and they say they see the the image or the sketch or the, the fog-like appearance of the murderer or the person who was murdered or... You know, um, w the Bible really doesn't speak to that, except we talked last week about Samuel uh, being raised or someone like Samuel being raised by the witch of Endor with Saul. So is it possible that demons are able in the, 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 the powers that God allows them to have, spiritually speaking, to put out a depiction of someone who passed away? Absolutely. I think that's well within their thing. But the main goal, is, as Pastor Nelson said, is to detract, to... To, to, to deceive and take away from seeking after the things that are above. You know, Colossians 3, 2, seek the things that are above. That's what we're called to do. So uh, ghosts, you know, it's it's almost Halloween time, so these questions come up. It's a good question. Thank you, Tammy, I think, asked that question. Uh, so we would just say that ghosts are real in the sense as much as demons are real, but they're not in the sense as well, as 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 people often portray them in Hollywood and other things. I guess and is that fair? Hollywood and literature. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about how many, you know, Christmas, Christmas Carol, you know, yeah. you know, goes to Christmas present past and and all that that goes with it, and seeing people who would pass on, yeah. And such. So yeah, there is all that, and it it kind of goes with the whole thought that we become angels when we die, right? You know, angels are described many times in the Bible, but they are never described as a person who was once a first human. Yeah, you don't you don't they're die and separate, become an angel, right? There, that's a separate created being. The same with demons; they're a separate created being, right? You know, fallen angels, and so there is a spirit world. Mm -hmm. Scripture clearly defines a spirit world, and we see both angels and demons in that spirit world throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New mm -hmm. Testament. Yeah, you you think of like in, in the less in the obscure passages like Job fighting. Uh, or excuse me, not Job, in Jude, the book of Jude, the end of Jude, where they're fighting over Moses's body. And so you have Michael, the archangel, fighting with uh, with Satan and his demons over the body of, of Moses. Ephesians 6, uh, put on the whole armor of God, 611, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle, Ephesians 612, against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces 
of evil in the heavenly places. So we don't need to go demon mapping. That's a very popular thing in some churches is to go demon mapping where it's kind of like, it's kind of, and it's a bad analogy, Pastor, but it's kind of like COVID tracing. Like, hey, we had someone test positive here. Let's go trace it out over here. That's how some people do what they call demon mapping where, where well, someone saw a sighting over here. So let's go like Ghostbuster chase them down over there. The Bible never talks about doing that. It just talks about being faithful and loving God and fearing him above all the demons and, and ghosts and things that, that, that may be out there. So, well, and Paul talks about, you know, he said, a demon dressed as an angel. Yeah, Gal Galatians 1. And, you know, and Daniel talks about you know, the angel came to him and he was delayed because he was he was held up. He was held up by yeah. demonic forces. That's right. Um, he eventually prevailed, but it wasn't like an instant prevail. Yeah. So they are real. They are powerful. Yes. And but as a as a Christian, kind of a corollary to this question, as a Christian, if you are truly a follower of God, you're not going to be demon possessed. Why, let's talk about that because that is a natural lead-in from right. the first question. If you're joining us, this is Pastor Nelson. I'm Darren. We're from Tower View Baptist Church. We're doing Ask the Pastors Bible Questions, Asked and Answered. We need to shorten that title. But uh, let's talk about that because that comes up a lot. So demons are powerful. They are obviously not of God. They are fallen angels. Their, their doom is coming. We know they, they're, so to speak, they're, 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 well, God's always in control, but they appear to be winning now. But can a Christian, can a true believing person be possessed by a demon? Pastor. Be possessed? While the scripture never directly addresses it, I don't think they can. I, I would agree. Yes. It does. Can we be deceived by a demon? Yes. Yes. I think so. I mean, we, we see the sort of Ananias and Sapphira. Right. I, I think they were deceived. Um, we, we see other, throughout the book of Acts, we see demons that are around Paul and Silas, and they're trying to deceive people yes. um the, the, the girl that can read fortunes that, yes you know she wasn't a christian but she was around trying to deceive christians the, the right. simon the sorcerer sorcerer yep um so they were around trying to deceive and we see in matthew chapter four satan knows scripture very well he quotes it pretty he well quotes it. he quotes scripture <laughs> to jesus yep and jesus quotes scripture back using it properly yeah and and even in genesis chapter three I mean, in a sense, the, the, the serpent quotes scripture. There was no written scripture yet, but he he, he repeats what God had told them. Yeah, and, and Todd, it's good to see you, brother. Uh, Todd, Todd Arnold posted, and I think it's a good word, oppressed is a good word. Yes, there's definitely, you know, demons demons are under the authority of God. And, and, and Christian, just remember this too, and, and you know, uh, you see through scripture that God is always in authority. He's always in control. Of course, the classic case of that is Job, you know, dealing with the uh, uh, opportunity where, where Satan comes to God and says, I bet if you take away these things from Job, he won't praise you. He won't love you. He only loves you because you give him stuff. And so God obviously has the war. There's not a struggle between Satan and God. God allows, and that's a whole other topic. Maybe we can tackle one other time. But unless God gives permission, these demons and authorities are not able to do their bidding. But at the same time, a Christian cannot be possessed because greater is he that's in you. The spirit of God, the temple of God resides in you. But I think also on that, and I think this goes back to the classic C.S. Lewis novel, which is not scripture, but, um, oh, God, I just dropped it out of my head. Screw tape letters, uh, where we see, if you read that classic C.S. Lewis article, I'm not a huge Lewis fan, but this, this book speaks a lot of truth, 
is that, you know, the, the demons in that book talk about normalizing life for everybody, you know, zap the, the relationship out of just make religion, religion, right. And make things normal. So, you know, you could take, take this a step further. Does demon possession happen in America? Or is that just like third party missionary stuff? Yes, it's both. But I think Lewis said it well, or someone like that said it well, maybe it's GS or, or HG Wells who said, if Satan, Satan would live and thrive in a society where everyone recycles, where everyone is, you know, does the, the moral thing. It's, it's a society that is, is so okay. There's no extremes. And so uh, people can be possessed today in America. They just might not realize it. But if you're not a Christian, you're either for Christ or against Christ. So anyway, just, and, and, we're chasing rabbits, but and it's there. We can be deceived by saying what you're talking about. You know, we, we have a form of godliness right. without having a heart of godliness. Correct. And we don't change. And we, and, and we think everybody should, you know, you know, the legalistic thing, you know, everybody should do A, B, and C, whatever A, B, and C is. Right. Because the denomination you're in, really, frankly, what A, B, and C is. Yeah. Um, whatever the context but, is. And, and, and the counterpoint is that we need to know Scripture. Because mm -hmm. that, I mean, Jesus, when Satan quoted Scripture to Jesus, how did Jesus rebut him? With Scripture. Right. You know. And in context. Where with Satan Scripture, was understanding the context, context of the Scripture. Right. And... You know, you were testing me, trying to see if I knew, you know, different things in the books of the Bible. You know, I can't give you the address, the chapter and verse of stuff sometimes, but that doesn't mean I don't know scripture. <laughs> I know. Um, we were testing. That, that's, a, that's a different thing. But that just goes to my ADHD brain. I just can't memorize stuff. <laughs> but we, but you have to know scripture. You got to be in there so you, you can, you know, it's, it's, it's like the Secret Service, the Treasury Department. They train to spot counterfeits, not by studying all the counterfeits, by studying the real bill. And so they can see when the real bill, when they see it, when they see a counterfeit, they see that it's missing something. Yeah. Or something, they did something wrong. And that's the same with us. We need to know scripture so well and the heart of God from scripture that when somebody comes along that's like, you yeah, know, that's not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes all the way back. You know, I remember my mom used to watch um, uh, Jim Baker back in the 80s. And I, and, and I couldn't at the time I couldn't put my finger on what's wrong with his ministry. But you knew something. But I knew something was wrong with his ministry. Right. right. You know, yeah, I couldn't give you a I couldn't give you a scripture reference. I couldn't see anything that he literally said. You know, mm -hmm. this thing he said, this quote he said is wrong. Sure. But it was just something about it that was off. Right. Right. You knew you knew something was off and wrong. Right. And so, yeah, guys, that's we're, we're chasing rabbits a little bit with the original question, but it's it's what about ghosts? And so you just need to realize that um, you've been bought with a price, you know, first Corinthians chapter three. And so uh, in chapter, I believe, chapter three or chapter six, excuse me, getting my quotes off now. But we just need to remember that God is greater than any demon, any manifestation that the demon may make of a ghost or whatever else. But these aren't things to be trifled with. You know, these aren't things that we we look into. You know, there, there are extreme things where over time in history, Christianity has reacted negatively. I'm thinking like Salem witch trials and crusades and things. Uh, but at the end of the day, a Christian needs, like Pastor Nelson said, to know the scripture. And the better you know the scripture, the better equipped you will be to, as the King James says, to test the spirits in First John to make sure that you know truth from error. You know, it is not unknown for people old and young, even in this day, to click on an email 
that looks su sufficiently good from the people they trust, like a, you know, a, you know, their service provider for internet or their financial advisor. And the next thing they know, they've been hacked, and 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 that happens on Facebook all the time. We just need to be ready uh, to put on the full armor of God and to handle it uh, appropriately. And so as we do those things, we need, we need not fear demons. We need not stomp on them. We need not have uh, things against them. We just need to live what God has told us to live in the scripture, and we will be prepared. But at the same time, we need to remember that as we read in Ephesians 6, you know, our, we don't struggle against flesh and blood, but it is against the spiritual struggle. So be on guard. That's, that's what I think that is. So that's the, that's the first question. That's a little longer than we wanted. Todd, thank you, brother, for that. Uh, we need to know the word intimately. You're absolutely right, brother. And I think that's 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 the key. We just have to know what the word of God says and not let the Frank Peretti's of the world, if you will, and other things come to mind uh, against us in these times. God's word speaks clearly. God is sovereign. He's in control. God never struggled with Satan. God has always been on the throne. He's king of kings, Lord of lords. And so Satan is just trying to do everything he can to trip us up along the way. Uh, to as the Pilgrim's Progress said, the celestial city in that great novel. All right, Pastor Nelson, this second one, and you already got it. The second one is very straightforward, but it's just someone want to confirm this. Miss Linda, thank you for that, and you came to this conclusion. So, what do we do? Nicodemus comes up in John chapter three. Nicodemus comes up. He comes to Jesus by night, asking, "You know, you're a great teacher," and Jesus tells him that you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, "Well, how can I be born again in my mother's womb? You know, that doesn't make any sense." And Jesus says, well, you're Israel's teacher. How do you not understand this? And Jesus talks to him about the, the spiritual rebirth, uh, so to speak, not the physical, but the spiritual. But the question is, is the same Nicodemus, Pastor Nelson, of John chapter 3, the same Nicodemus we see later on, um, you know, John, is it John 19, John 20? 19. So, yeah, after Jesus' death, it says that Joseph of Arifamia, so in John 19, verse 38, after these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but in secret for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take the body, and Pilate, and Pilate granted him permission, so he came. And then that was verse 38. Verse 39 says, Nicodemus, who had first come to him by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 100 pounds weight. So Nicodemus and Joseph, this Joseph of Arimathea, not Joseph, Jesus' father, different right. Joseph. Yep. That's why they made the difference. Came and physically took the body of Jesus and buried those two men on their own. So these two men who have been secretly following Jesus mm -hmm. now became public because they take the body. Because the Romans, they just had a hole in the ground behind the cross where they just pitched the bodies. Sure. And so... But, they took the body from the Romans and went and gave it a proper burial and a proper tomb. Yeah. And we don't know. Uh, there's some tradition about Nicodemus. But after this, this is the last time. I mean, John is really the only one. You know, John 3, I think there's a uh, – I was going to look it up before we got on. John. I think it's John 7 where he comes out and at, uh, basically charges the uh, uh, Sanhedrin to uh, not accuse someone before they've heard – him. I think it's in, yeah, there it is. John, John seven, verse 50, Nicodemus who had gone to him before and was one of them, one of them referring to the Sanhedrin said to them, does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and, and learning what he does. And they replied, are you from Galilee too? search and see no prophet comes from Galilee. So, 
So Nicodemus is really captured by John is who we see him in. You know, there's there's lots of different references to Nicodemus. There's even a gospel of Nicodemus, which comes some three to four hundred years after um, Jesus's birth. We would consider that an extra. We'll use the big words here, extra canonical, extra biblical book. Uh, it's probably something written. Uh, may or may not be from the hand of Nicodemus, but God did not see fit as men were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Second Peter one um, to to put it in the, in the canon or, or the 66 books, the. The, the, the standard of scripture. So Nicodemus became a believer. He literally was a believer. Um, and so someday in heaven, however that uh, that that works, we're going to get a chance to, to fellowship with, with Nicodemus. And I love if the Lord could do such a thing to see the replay, right, of how, how that went for him after he became um, identified publicly as Pastor Nelson Red. But that's it. Miss Linda, that's a great question. Uh, we don't really see much after him. And I can get, the, I, I'll put a link down about some of the different traditions, but like most things, their tradition, we, we can't verify or, or deny them. But uh, that's the last we hear of Nicodemus. But he was pivotal at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and working with Joseph Arimathea at the end of his ministry. Anything else on that, Pastor, you want to say? No, I was just looking to see it. He's not mentioned in the other gospels. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, I don't see any other questions, guys. Thank you. My name is Darren. This is Pastor Nelson. We're just from Tower View Baptist Church. Uh, we're trying to be socially distant here as we answer questions. We try to do this on Wednesdays. Wednesdays have just kind of become our public media record sermon slash figure out the things for Sunday day. Have you figured that out yet? Something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of how we do it around here. Uh, but hey, if you're local, we want to invite you to church service outside, inside, and in your car. Pick your preference. Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We will also be live. We rotate that every other week. We'll also be live uh, this Sunday about 10.50, 10.55. Just follow our page, Tower View Church, Tower View KC here, and uh, you can get a hold of that. We'll do, be doing the sermon live at least, and uh, the last song or the second to last song in the sermon uh, to, to be live on Sunday. So be, be aware of that. Hey, really quick, if you're, if you're watching and if you're not a Christian, we especially want to say super thanks for joining us. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. If you have more questions about what it means to be a Christian or how to know for sure to be saved, the, the, the short of it is this, you're a sinner. The Bible says I'm a sinner. Nelson's a sinner. We all are. Uh, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus uh, our Lord, his son, who came to live a perfect life, to die on the cross, to take the punishment, the wrath we deserve. Jesus did. He was buried. Jesus was. And he resurrected. He busted out of that grave that uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus helped put him in physically afterwards, at least. And uh, he, he's returning again. And you need to repent and turn from your sin. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. If you want to know more about that, message us. This is Nelson. I'm Darren. Uh, and we'd be happy to do that. Drop us a message below. If you have Bible questions, we'd love to answer those as well. Let us know. Uh, Pastor Nelson, before we sign off, anything else before we go? If you're a Christian, it's like, I've just never studied the Bible. I've never done anything other than go to church sometimes. Like, what do I need to do next? How do I, you know, give us a call too? you know, that we can talk to you. It's like, what's, what's your next steps? Sure. You know, whether it's baptism, if you've never been baptized. Yeah. church membership if you've never been part of a church if it's you know if it's okay how do i read the scripture what do i you know i it's you know it's so difficult you know yeah you know i read the day our daily bread that little thing but you know i'm gonna read the one verse but it doesn't really tell me anything yeah you know well how do i get started in reading scripture give us a call too. context about that stuff too
Yeah, if you if you're if you're watching this now or later, Robert, thank you, Todd, thank you, others who we see on and who've been on and off. Thank you so much. We know it's kind of a weird time. Even people in pandemic are working. This is the time that works for us to get together. So uh, feel free to share this. Uh, feel free to uh, let us know. Um, and guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Again, we're from Tower View Baptist Church, TowerViewKC.com. It's all down below. Call or text us at 816-368-1330. Hey, I read that off the screen. Isn't that, that's a teleprompter. Hey, guys, let's pray. We'll be out, and uh, let's pray quickly, and we'll let you go. Father, thank you for today. Uh, it's fun to interact with people online, but also with my brother pastor here as we answer Bible questions, Lord. Some are easier, some are harder, but Lord, we pray. Use this for your glory. Pray for our church, Lord, that you grow people and save people through the ministry of our work here. Also pray for all those watching, Lord. Draw them closer to you, especially those without Christ. Lord, we thank you so much. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Sayonara. Adios. The chaplain just saluted. We're out of here, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you later. Bye.